0: Well, surprise, surprise, Elon Musk was sued by Twitter. Who didn't see that coming? So Twitter sued Elon in Delaware court on July 12th to force him to buy the company at $54.20 per share. Musk has made a number of bold statements claiming that he isn't required to buy Twitter for a number of reasons. But he can't simply walk away from this deal despite what he says. Let's review the complaint and the narrative here. Going chronologically here, Musk first bought Twitter, about amassing about a 9.1% stake in the entire company, violating securities laws in the process because anything above 5% he would have had to disclose within uh, a certain period, and he didn't do that. So he violated securities laws to even start this whole Escapade. Next, he signed an agreement to join the Twitter board. We all thought that he was going to work with Twitter to make the platform better, but within a short time, he almost immediately backed out of that agreement. The third thing Elon did was send Twitter a take-it-or-leave-it offer, and he threatened, too, that if Twitter... The Twitter board rejected the offer that he would submit a tender offer to Twitter shareholders. Basically, a hostile takeover, if you will, of Twitter. And that offer that he had sent, the take it or leave it, was for $54.20. Note the 420 number within the offer figure, which is, of course, a weed joke. Haha, Elon. Four. Twitter's board negotiated a merger agreement with Elon, and Elon actually signed that agreement after reviewing it with his own lawyers on April 25th. Then you all know what happened. What happened after April 25th in markets? The stock market tanked. Not only did Twitter's shares fall into the toilet, but so did Tesla, where Elon holds most of his wealth. So suddenly, the risk that the stock market would tank, which Elon bore, All to himself. Twitter in the merger agreement didn't have any exposure whatsoever to a condition of whether the stock market tanking, they could, you know, they would have to eat some of the share price and give uh, Elon less, for example. That wasn't part of the merger agreement. Elon bore market risk all to himself. So, what did he do? He invented a pretext, he conjured up an issue that he thought could qualify as a material adverse effect, thereby getting him out of the agreement and not forcing him to buy Twitter. Before we get into that, let's first remember why Elon bought Twitter in the first place. He was on a crusade against spam bots. He wanted to clean up Twitter, make it a more wholesome and engaging and thoughtful public square online, and get rid of all the fake And you know, that's a very noble goal. A lot of people really like that. They thought that Elon was a champion for free speech and that he was here to clean up the internet. But in reality, like if that was your goal to begin with, you can't suddenly turn around and say you're not going to buy the company for that very reason. But actually, Elon thinks he can, he thinks he can do that. So Twitter, over the past like eight years or so, in their SEC quarterly filings, they have made a very specific disclosure that no more than 5% of its monetized daily active users are spam bots. Keep in mind, though, folks, Twitter heavily qualified this statement in each of its past securities filings. They qualify it with things like, well, this is not based on an industry standard. It may differ. It may not be entirely accurate. It may not accurately reflect. It's only a sample of accounts. Like, the list goes on. I mean, there's you can look at the quarterly filings for Twitter. It's endless. They qualify this to infinity, it seems like. So whether Musk thinks that he can actually attack this in a court of law It's a fool's errand as far as I'm concerned, just given that Twitter has engaged in some due diligence, it's clear, to confirm whether or not there are less than 5% of spam bots on its platform. And that due diligence, it's heavily qualified in legal language that's been disclosed to the public consistently in consecutive quarters for like eight plus years. The true kicker of all of this, though, is the fact that Musk signed the merger agreement on April 25th. He was bound to that, and if he was concerned at that time about spam bots at on Twitter's platform, it was his obligation, and in fact his duty, to conduct due diligence and ask more questions of Twitter before he inked his name on the contract. Or, alternatively, he could have put in qualifying language about you know if should it come about that we learn that there is a high number of spam bots then i get to exit this deal no questions asked but he didn't do any of that he signed the merger agreement despite the fact that these disclosures had been made for years on end by twitter consistently so at the end of the day musk has absolutely no case from my perspective but this litigation will all come down to the remedy Will the court force Musk to buy a company he no longer wants, which doesn't seem great for shareholders, doesn't seem great for Twitter, doesn't seem great for Twitter's users if Musk is totally indifferent and apathetic now about owning Twitter, or will they come up with some other remedy that allows Musk to walk away, paying a fee, right now his walk away fee is $1 billion, which for somebody like Musk is probably a drop in the bucket, although Tesla has lost a significant amount of value over the past few months as the stock market continues to experience volatility in a bearish state. So this will all really come down to the remedy. I don't see this court having any sympathy for any of Musk's arguments, which, quite frankly, are ridiculous. And it's amazing that he was able to get a law firm to even coherently put together some of these arguments and file them with the court. We'll be talking about what remedies the court might consider in a subsequent video, so hit that follow and subscribe button and uh, talk to you next time.